featuring all its best from the king of instruments on community keyboards. Hello again and welcome to Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehome and our programme dedicated to the wonderful world of the King of Instruments in all its guises. Well, last month saw the globe-trotting organist Hans Uwe Hielscher here in the United Kingdom and conveniently for us perform a short recital on the Lewis organ at Albion United Reformed Church in Ashton-under-Lyne. He very kindly took some time to chat with me during a break in rehearsal and to start musically, here's Hans with the processional from Christopher Tambling's Suite for Organ.
Hans, welcome to Community Keyboards. It's great to see you. 2019, I think, is something of a celebratory year for you. 40 years holding the post of organist at the Marktkirche in Wiesbaden. Four decades of doing the same job, maybe week in, week out. Is that something that you enjoy, given that um, length of service? Yes, of course I enjoy it very much. 40 years, 50 years, whatever. Yeah. Uh, because every day is different. Every day is different. So I never do the same what I did the day before. Uh, that's a big Lutheran church in the center of um, the town of uh, Wiesbaden. And um, we have got a wonderful romantic pipe organ from the 19th century. Uh, which has been enlarged and now is the largest pipe organ in the entire region. And I'm not only doing uh, service playing, also weekly recitals, organ recitals every Saturday. So there is a certain variety in what I'm doing at mm. my church. I think I'm right in saying, aren't I, that there are that the, the church is pretty much right in the center of a very busy area. And when you do these musical events, people literally flock into, into the church to, to, to hear them. Is, is, is that a, a, just a regular thing for you? Yeah, that's, that's uh, very unusual uh, in terms of uh, how many people attend our mm. weekly organ recitals. We have a weekly organ recital series every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. for 30 minutes. And I call it organ music at market time mm. because our church is um, named Market Church. So we are surrounded by market booths and hundreds of shoppers. And many of them, at least 300, attend every Saturday these uh, morning matinees, as we could call it, to organ music at market time. As well as organist, you have a, a carol on at the church as well, don't you? Now, how how difficult or how different is it for you to actually sit down and play that as opposed to playing a, a conventional church pipe organ? Oh, that's totally different. Mm. It's a totally different instrument. Mm. It's a bell instrument. I'm sure uh, many don't know what a carillon is. Mm. It's uh, what we call in Germany a glockenspiel. Mm. That is, we have got 50 bells, five zero, 50 bells in one of our steeples in the center steeple we've got five steeples uh, of the tower and it's in the height of about uh, i would say 180 190 feet <laughs> i have to climb up every time 295 steps there's no lift not that you've counted them of course <laughs> I, have, I have counted it oh yeah because i've up there hundreds of times already and that is an instrument played by a separate console which uh, is totally different from a piano keyboard or an organ keyboard it has got key in the same order like pianos or organs but they are bigger and they're from wood and you don't play it anymore with your fingers but with your entire hand with a fist wow. and with your feet so uh, at the end of these keys you will see you will find a wire and that uh, wire is connected with a, a clapper mm. inside the bell and so by means of how strong you will 
push, you don't hit the keys, you push it down, um, how strong and how f fast and s or slow you play. You can play piano or forte, soft or very loud. Sure. So it's a very unusual instrument. I've studied this in the Netherlands because that's a country where the most uh, carillons, uh, even today, uh, you will find about that's 250. I looked on my smartphone and if you go to your website and you look at the organs that you've performed on across the world, I have to scroll down and down and down and down. It seems to be never ending. I mean, do you have any idea how many instruments you've, uh, you've sat at, Hans? I don't have counted. <laughs> Not like have. the steps then. <laughs> no, no, no. That was that was much easier counting steps, but uh, it might be ten thousands of organs. Oh, yeah, ten thousands. Well, I've played in all five uh, continents, uh, and um, just returned a couple of weeks ago from New Zealand and Australia, where I've been for many weeks, and uh, probably it was my fifteenth or sixteenth Australia tour and New Zealand tour. And I always play uh, twice or three times per year in the United States and, of course, in all European countries. Sure. I, I couldn't uh, help but notice that on that list, not unsurprisingly, given what you just said, was the organ or is the organ at uh, Notre Dame. Of course, a few weeks ago, the whole world was staggered by the events in Paris. As a musician, when that story broke, what was your first fear and first thought as an organist about the organ in there? 
Well, of course, I was shocked. I couldn't believe what I what I was seeing there, mm. all the flames coming out of this great building. I've played there dozens of times. I was a close friend of the former longtime organist Pierre Cochereau mm. uh, in Paris, and he invited me every other year to play there in uh, his series on Sunday afternoon, uh, which is always attended by 3,000 people. And when you see such a building burning, it is not only heartbreaking, it is you're completely speechless. So the, the very next day, I called one of the organists, uh, the organists of Notre Dame, and uh, they knew at that time already that the large organ, the great organ on the West Gallery, fortunately escaped the flames but the choir organ in the choir room was destroyed and damaged so i'm very happy that at least for the organ and and, and also for the cathedral of sure. course um, the building didn't burn down
And you heard Hans play Arct Charakterstück Opus 54, number 3 in C major impromptu on the Valka organ in Wiesbaden, and part of the Toccata in D minor by Gordon Nevin on the four manual 47 stop Albion Lewis organ. I'll be continuing my conversation with Hans Hilscher after this break. Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholme. You're listening to Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholme on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM. most obvious question and probably one that you've been asked tens of thousands of times what is your favorite instrument that you've performed on and is there a particular reason ask a mother to name her favorite child (laughs) it's the same Um, there of course there is a limited number i would say maybe half a dozen Uh of instruments i played worldwide which i really uh, love um, that's, uh, for instance, we're just talking about Notre Dame. That organ is really a great instrument um, going back centuries and being rebuilt in the 19th century by the great French organ builder uh, Cavey Col. Mm-hmm. So that is, if I should name one of um, 
the French cathedrals and I would say, of course, Notre Dame and Saint-Sulpice. Mm. These two instruments, Saint-Sulpice in Paris and Notre Dame, are most famous. And uh, of course, I've played here in St. Paul's Cathedral in London, and that's another instrument I, I, I like very much. And there are two or three in the the United States. Uh, Grace Cathedral in San Francisco is one of my favorite organs, or the famous organ in the, the um, um, Salt Lake City, a Mormon Tabernacle. Uh, it's another worldwide renowned instrument, so I, I really uh, like these instruments. And of course, every time I'm coming home, I like my organ in Wiesbaden. <laughs> it is different <laughs> because every organ, that should be said, every organ is different. Every organ is unique in the world. It is custom-made, handmade for a special room. Um, and uh, you cannot com uh, compare two organs uh, with, because everybody is, is, is unique. And again, I think it's reasonable to say that you've played pretty much every instrument uh, that's worth uh, worth playing in, in the United Kingdom here. Uh, oh, yes. And your latest one on the list, which I presume is the first time, is right here, very close to home at Albion United Reformed Church. Now, I know you haven't sat down at it because we're catching you um, literally as you've arrived in the country, more or less. Um, but what, what do you think about our British organs generally when you compare them to those great instruments that you've just mentioned, Hans? Well, they are totally different from German instruments from that period and French instrument. So every <clears throat> organ has got its own language like a country has get its own language. So what I like on British songs, especially the wonderful orchestral and warm sound. Mm -hmm. um, most German organs which are built um, during the last 50 years are different. They um, are leaning um, towards uh, the North German Baroque organs or um, organs from the time of uh, Johann Sebastian Bach. Of course, we have got mm. wonderful romantic instrument like my organ yes. in Wiesbaden, which is a big instrument from the 19th century built by the German company of Walke. Uh, but the, the English um, uh, organs, uh, if they are small with just two keyboards or like here, four keyboards and a lot more of pipes and uh, stops, I like especially this wonderful, warm orchestral sound. And that's the reason I've chosen the program which um, includes a lot of British composer of that time when the organ was built.
on this program, I try to include the king of instruments, as we call it, in all its guises. So theatre organ, electronic organ, and of course, the classical pipe organ as well. Many would say that those, the theatre pipe, for example, and to a certain extent the electronic organ, is decreasing in popularity with dwindling audiences and support. As you travel around the world, what is your thought on the future, and well, indeed, the, the, the current trend and the future uh, of the, 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 the classical pipe organ marketplace? Well, the classical organ market will ever always be there uh, because that's an instrument uh, which goes back 2,000 years. Um, the first organs appeared 2,000 years ago and uh, although there are always changing styles of organs and uh, changing styles of compositions of course, the organ itself I'm firmly convinced will stay in our churches. But uh, it depends on um, the the age, if we talk about um, um, uh, and then the era, if you talk about a Baroque uh, organ from the 18th century uh, or even earlier, you are limited what you are uh, um, allowed to to play on that instrument. Allow to play means um, it is uh, impossible to play on a real Baroque instrument from the 16th, 17th, 18th centuries. Uh, the romantic um, repertoire, which uh, was composed much later. So what we do today in our organ building uh, days in the 21st century is to build uh, instruments which can do a lot of different styles. You will never find an organ where you can play every piece for organ which has been written in the past uh, 500 years. It is impossible because uh, every era, as I said, has got a special style. So you can't play a romantic piece on a Baroque organ and vice versa. Mm. It, you can do it because you've got the keys. But it would sound, I always compare it, <clears throat> it would sound as if you play, um, say, a big César Frank mm -hmm. or um, uh, Edward Elgar on an harpsichord. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound. So, uh, organ builders today really uh, uh, try to build instruments for a great variety. Not everything can be played on a modern organ, but for a great variety of organ literature. And well, speaking about the theater organ, I'm myself a theater organist too, and I've included in my program tomorrow even one or two pieces uh, which are from that uh, genre. Um, they still exist here in this country. I know a lot of instruments which still exist uh, since 100 years. And of course, uh, in the United States, the big Wurlitzers. So there are still organists like me playing these instruments and accompanying even silent movies uh, on these instruments. I, I have done an entire city uh, in Denver, Colorado, and the Paramount Theater just yes. with cinema organ music. So there is... Um, uh, a market for both of uh, them, although the the latter one is not so well known today uh, than the pipe organ uh, in, a, in a church, of course. Hans, a pleasure to, to sit down and spend a few minutes in the company of one of the world's marvellous organists who is not afraid to diversify into something outside of the, the classical sphere. Thank you for joining me on the programme. My pleasure, thank you.
Hans Hilscher played trumpet tune by Christopher Tambling, Enrico Passini's Cantabile, both recorded live at the Albion United Reformed Church in Ashton, and rounding off our feature, a snippet of his own composition, Tango from Six Franconian Wine Dances, on the 4 Manual 21 rank Wurlitzer in the Paramount Theatre in Denver, Colorado. I'll be back after the break. Visit our Facebook page for all the latest programme information. Just search Community Keyboards on air at 99.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm. Welcome back to the programme where you heard the first of our recent winners of the Keyboard Forum Monthly Challenge, Ron Fraser, who lives in Scotland. 
where Ron played Slower Bolt to China on his Tyros 3 keyboard. I think it's fair to say that Ron, who worked in the performance music industry in the 1960s, was pleasantly surprised at being one of the successful entries when he comments in his email, Well, knock me down with a wet haddock. Fame at last. Your chance to shine in another listener performance on community keyboards. And another one later. For now, let's return to Albion URC, and as well as being one of the organisers of the Hans Hielscher concert, Derek Sharples is one of the team of organists at the church, and has been for about 15 years. I asked him about his involvement there. Yes, it's a real pleasure to play this instrument, and I do consider myself very fortunate to have uh, come into a position where I have this instrument at my disposal, and I've been very keen to try and make sure that We keep it well maintained, keep it in good working order and we try and get occasionally some good recitalists on it. We spoke earlier with Hans of course and he is very accustomed to um, putting on sort of weekly, uh, almost daily organ recitals back home in Wiesbaden. Now over here of course, as we touched on during our conversation, it's sometimes difficult to get people to come along to our traditional um, organ recitals and, and concerts. How, how difficult a job do you find that here at Albion, Derek? It is difficult. Um, we do have to accept that numbers are usually very low at, um, at organ recitals. However, there are a number of organists around these days who are quite prepared to diversify from traditional organ music, mm. and I think that is uh, causing an increase in popularity of the organ as an entertaining instrument. Let's talk about another area that you have only recently become involved in, the Manchester Organist Association, isn't it? Yes, Yes, that's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've sort of jumped in post-retirement, if you don't mind me saying so, and are now the president-elect, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually become president in the last couple of months, but the, the, their annual season really runs from September through to, through to May, so... It won't take active effect until uh, until September, okay. when we will have a programme of events organised for the members of the association to visit organs in the area and to um, to hear various organists playing. We we have a fairly diverse programme. Sometimes we will go outside the area to to look at uh, look at note, noteworthy organs and. Uh, often choral concerts become part of our programme. What sort of membership numbers, for example, do you have in, in, uh, in the association? In the 40, 40 to 50 yes. region, I would say. Okay. Um, but we, uh, we are hoping to try and increase that membership. Um, I mean, yes, I, I was going to say, is, that, is it the kind of association that encourages new people to, to come along and yeah. join and support? Yes, in particular, the association likes to support um, music students who, who are perhaps uh, trying to find their feet on the organ and um, encourage them. And so we do, you know, we do offer free membership to students and so on. I know that one of the projects that the association is involved with, or at least you, you tell me, is the, the ongoing work at Manchester Town Hall, which... Um, suddenly just closed. I was in Manchester City Centre one day and there it was and then the next thing all the signs went up and said it's closed for something like I think it was then seven years mm-hmm. so 2024 something like that when it reopens again. Yeah. Do we assume by that that there is a whole stash of money available being thrown at the 1877 organ that's um, in there at all? Derek? 
No, we, we're not we're not aware of um, any particular funding that is up and running for the uh, the work needed on that organ. However, the town hall refurbishment is ongoing and will be funded by the council. There are, as I understand it, a couple of areas of the town hall refurbishments which may well attract some grant funding and one of those is the is the restoration of the organ oh. we are hoping that that uh, that will happen but manchester organist association being the local organist association and having a major sort of city town hall in, in its area want to be up to speed with what's happening and uh, give as much support as they can You must be really proud to have hands here on this occasion to hopefully get the best out of your instrument. <laughs> yes, particularly pleased to welcome Hans here. The background to that is that I was fortunate enough to live in Wiesbaden for a couple of years in the, 19, in the late 1970s and during that time heard a number of organs including the one in the Marktkirche in the centre of Wiesbaden. At that time Hans hadn't taken up his position there but I, I was familiar with a number of other organists in the area at the time. On my numerous return visits to Wiesbaden since, Hans has been in that position and I've been able to attend his Saturday morning uh, organ concerts and I have always envied the fact that he had 300 people walking <laughs> through his door sure. and I was lucky if I could get 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can dream, can't we? Yes. I, I, I guess, Derek. Um, Again, thank you for joining me uh, for this little interesting chat. Uh, there must be so many organists in the in the, the borough and the town and this wider area who do exactly what you do week in, week out, which is an incredibly important part of, of music making in the area. Uh, and thank you for doing that, first of all, because that's what you do is, is, having been a church organist, I know the demands and the amount of time that you have to devote to it. But equally, it's great to hear that, that the organ is in tip-top condition and uh, is attracting these truly global stars and to I, let it be heard. I think, I think the condition of the organ is, is a credit to uh, the people who look after it, and that's David Wood, Wood Huddersfield. Derek, thank you for sparing a little bit of time and I'll let you get back to being mine host with, uh, with hands in the, in the church hall. Thank you. Thank you.
finale to Intrada, and before that, the sound of the Manchester Town Hall Cavaya Call organ, courtesy of Jonathan Scott, which hopefully will enjoy restoration over the coming time. Well, Don Whirley from Liscard in Cornwall is the joint winner of the recent Keyboard Music Challenge, and I hope uh, found this edition interesting, since his life's work was building organ pipes and refurbishing organs in many churches in the London area, most notably the great organ in the ballroom of Buckingham Palace. Don's home collection of organs and keyboards includes a Horner GP93M, an Elka X30, a Hammond Aurora Classic, and a Yamaha AR100, the latter of which he uses to take us to Pasadena. in Pasadena from Don Worley and congratulations again to this month's winners. Now if you'd like to take part all you have to do is to visit www.tsdepicardy.co.uk. Now let me just spell that for you so www.tierce-de-picardie .co.uk and all the details are both there and on our program website. Well I hope you've enjoyed the chance to hear one of the area's classical organs as so many of these fine instruments are looked after by enthusiasts and they really do need your support. Now as ever if you want to listen again you can do so anytime at your convenience via the oldhamcommunityradio.com player or via the program's website at communitykeyboards.com where there's a wealth of information and links to items of interest in the organ and keyboard world. If you'd like to get in touch, then do drop an email to me at communitykeyboards at gmail.com 
or via Royal Mail to P.O. Box 997 Oldham OL1 9EB. And don't forget, we also have our Facebook and Instagram pages should you uh, wish to interact via social media at all. For now, this is Ian Wilson-Home saying thanks very much for listening. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye. keyboards with Ian Wollstone home.